it's another beautiful day of getting ready to edit bro takus. I can't wait to keep up this great weekly schedule that we have going. Let's see. Uh, opening up the software and... Oh, yeah. Ooh, I'm editing some... I'm sorry. Who, who's there? Who is it? Don't you remember me, Pax? <gasps> no, it can't be. Satan, is that you? That's right, Pax. I am Satan, the devil on your shoulder. Satan, I have no time for your dark machinations right now. I'm trying to edit Brotakus. I need to get this out by 4 a.m. tomorrow. Oh, do you have to get it out by 4 p.m. tomorrow? 4 a.m. I, I looked up a lot of videos on this before we started it, and Ooh, it's good for the algorithm. But what if you got it done at 4 p.m. next week? 4 p.m. next week, that... Think of all the time you could save for sitting on the couch, mm. eating popcorn, and watching your favorite show with your oh. good cat, S'mores. That would give me more time to eat bonbons with S'mores. Mm, yes. But no, no, Satan, I can't. Listen, we listen to the, the Mark Marin Masterclass. It's important. Our retention numbers are so good. We're getting new fans. It's important we get this out tomorrow, Satan. No, I am the only fan you need to worry about, Pax. Don't worry. I'm sure Hal won't mind. Oh, he's so nice. He probably won't. You're making so many good points, Satan. Gosh. Well, he is nice, but his voice is rather tiresome. It's grating on my ears. And besides... Unlike yours, Lord Satan. Yes, mine is actually quite melodic, I've been told. It's like a thousand sweet, sonorous hummingbirds right on my shoulder, Lord Satan. I'm, I'm feeling your, your dark influence. Maybe I should, instead of releasing the episodes every week on a set day, release them every six to 14 days. Well, then why, even, why even quantify it like that? Just come up with some random number, as you will. It doesn't need to be six to 14. Perhaps it could be a month from now. The <sighs> listeners will still be there, will they not? I'm sure that must be true, Lord Satan. Yes. All right. Thank you, Satan. I'm off to go watch anime on the couch instead of doing the thing I promised Hal. That's right. And if you cried too much, just make sure you have a box of tissues next to you. Thanks, Satan. I love you. I love you, too. We're still having breakfast tomorrow morning. I'm Pax. And I'm Hal. And this is Brotakus, the show where two guys who love anime do a deep dive on what is and isn't worth watching. We believe you don't have to have a major in anime studies to enjoy this wild, beautiful, strange art form, and we are lucky to have you on this journey with us. So to start off today, we wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, some, some of our fans, people who we love very dearly and uh, have been leaving us some reviews uh, on Apple Podcasts. So first... Finn for the win. Uh, thank you so much for uh, giving us a five-star rating. Uh, if you'd like to watch Attack on Titan, that's definitely a great show to watch. Uh, <laughs> we understand it's a little disturbing, but um, we're glad that we could help you know facilitate your introduction into the wonderful world of anime. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and that said, uh, shout out to Rob Lowe. I know you listen, but you you were too busy to leave a comment. Uh, Rachel Maddow. Um, Thank you very much. I, I know we've been getting a lot of really lovely uh, letters from our uh, <laughs> from our very famous and exclusive listening uh, group. Correct. Yeah, and, and please keep in mind that if you if you can't leave a review, you know we do accept passenger pigeon. We do accept carrier we do. owl. We do. Um, if you would Shout like out to, to the ghost of Gerald Ford, uh, yes. we really appreciated that pigeon. It was really nice. God, what a really what a really great guy. You know, what a swell guy. I mean, to write a letter these days, it just yeah. it says so much. It's it it's feels a little so antiquated, good. but very very sweet. It did well. Not, not, nice backhanded compliment there, Alpha. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I, you, yeah, you know, he's more your friend than mine, I guess. Yeah, I, okay, but listen, just because there was that, like, one, just because he, he, you know, doesn't like DBZ as much as you do, we know that he pointed that out in his letter. I'm getting the sour notes mm. here, and we need to be a little professional, Hal. All right, fine, but I'm not writing him back. Okay, fine. Hal, lead us into the next bullet point on today's thing. Oh, God. So, everyone, lately, Pax and I have had a fucking crazy time <laughs> trying, to figure, 
<laughs> figure out our lives in this wonderful COVID wonderland. And we've been missing in action for a couple weeks. I know, it's really sad, but we missed I mean, you we too. We published an episode last week. You know... But, but the schedule was weird before that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're working our hardest and learning as we go. And we're only uh, crying in between episodes. Never absolutely. during. Absolutely. Never during. So that being said, we do have some good news for all of you. Now, Very normally, good news. normally we say, you don't need a major in anime <laughs> studies, but but honestly, <laughs> honestly, that's because we didn't know that one existed. Turns out there is a ton. So uh, we applied to My Hero Academia. Yep. We applied to Little Witch Academy. Yeah. Uh, we applied for the tune-in exams for sucks. Assassination Classroom. Couldn't yeah. get into Ask Class. We even sent in our application for the High School of the Dead. But we didn't get a reply on that one. That one was a little weird. We didn't. I think they're all dead. Yeah, something, <laughs> uh, I don't, know. I don't I, want to assume. Hal and I have been looking into shadowing a class, and we we just did get the acceptance letter here. And I'm seeing that I think this was translated by four kids. But what I'm seeing is this is the uh, this is the Funimation School of Make Accurate Good Time Anime for All University Today School. Uh, that's so. If you really want to make that concise, it's uh, the Fusmigendoots. <laughs> that's part of the, that's part of the opening song. You're just like. We love you to sing We love you so. <laughs> but but for 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 layman's terms and for for the average person, you know, it's also known as the Anime Academy. Pax and I have been trying to see if we can shadow one of their classes. Uh, we've been saving up. Uh, Pax, do you do you still have your piggy bank, or, or did you break that already? Uh, I I uh, haven't been spending too much uh, with COVID going on. Not a ton of extracurricular activities to do. I don't get to use my movie pass anymore. I can't have popcorn, so no, I'm pretty good. My finances are fine. Okay, all right. <laughs> and you know, you know, my Pornhub Premium account only uh, takes so much out of my bank account, so. That's true. That's true. I mean, like with it's, the system it's we reasonable. have going, of it's one of my reasonable expenses. With the system we have of swapping off free trials, like tr- changing passcodes every seven days, you know, it's we we got it going. We got, yeah yeah our money good. Yeah, what of it? Yeah. Our money real good right now. <laughs> so uh, so you know, what's like a few hundred extra dollars to take a class in anime studies? That being said, we'll let you know when we get in. Yeah, a little foreshadowing for what we got coming up in the next mm-hmm. few episodes. Uh, but um. You know, Pax and I haven't really seen much of each other lately. So today, we wanted to spend just a little bit of quality time together and talk about (laughs) one of our favorite shows. JoJo! JoJo! (laughs) JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, but hang on, help. You already talked about that show. Well, too fucking bad. We're moving on to part (laughs) two. Battle Tendencies. Motherfucking Battle Tendencies! Battle tendencies. Hell fucking yeah. So, Hell Pax, yeah. will you tell us just a little bit about what people can expect from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Battle Tendencies? It would be the greatest honor of my life to fill you in. So, we talked about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, written and illustrated by Hiro Hiko Araki, the goat mangaka, the queen of wonky designs, the king of crazy random bullshit. So, uh, last time we talked about this, we were talking about Phantom Blood, the arc published in 1987, which was all about, you know, big, boily men in the beautiful English countryside having fantastic fisticuffs with each other before culminating in a grand battle atop the mansion, at which point Jonathan slew Dio, but maybe he didn't. <laughs> and, uh, you can see what happens there. You can see what happens in Phantom Blood. But so, Phantom Blood already, beautiful anime, wacky color designs, everything looking crazy nuts it looks awesome but 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 Hirohiko Araki does a incredible thing and he says unlike everybody else at the time who whether you're talking Fist of the North Star or things like uh, Ultraman 
or whatever your uh, manga is, you're synonymous with your main character. And so not only does Hirohiko Araki kill off his main character, but he makes a totally new one who's the uh, descendant of the previous one. Uh, this is Joseph Joestar, not Jonathan Joestar. And Joseph Joestar is completely different personality-wise. Looks pretty similar physically, but they get rid of that bullshit in part three and part four. So he's still a big hunky-dunky man. Yeah, he's and a so, babe. Uh, and so we open set in uh, North America, later in Europe, kind of like in the lead up to World War II. So uh, World War One's already happened. It's, nine, it's uh, 1938 to 1939. And it follows the descendants of Joseph Joestar and of uh, Mr. Zeppeli from the previous. It follows the descendants of Jonathan Joestar. Er, yes, Jonathan Joestar. There's so many JoJo's. There's so many JoJo's. So many JoJo's. So, so many JoJo's. So, um... That said, um, if you haven't listened to part one already, listen to that because um, there's going to be some spoilies for it. But um, as we talk about some sort of like broad stuff coming in, there's going to be a point where it's like if you're interested in watching JoJo's part two, just watch it and then come back to this episode and uh, leave us a review twice. <laughs> yeah. Just, um, uh, because this show is freaking amazing and you're going to enjoy this episode just as much if you've already seen part two. Um, how do we want to hop in? So I, I think the best place is the differences between Phantom Blood and Battle Tendencies, just kind right. of delineating those things. Cool. And so, um, Hal, anything you wanted to say popping off about uh, part two? So part two for me was immediately striking because you get mm. this first, this this new Joe star, right? And you're just like, okay, you know, you look, he looks like Jonathan and you've already become pretty attached to Jonathan Joe star. And like after his death is pretty tragic. Yeah. Um, and so now you have this new Jojo and like so much time passes in between Jonathan's death and jo and Joseph's introduction. And you're the first thing you think, the first thing I thought when I see Joseph's Joe star is I'm like, oh, this guy's a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you listen to dub or sub for this? Always sub. Okay, that's good. Be and the thing the is, is like the and the reason, and we'll go to get into that. I feel like yeah. I really wanted to talk about that as to mm -hmm. why I prefer the sub for JoJo specifically. But yeah. like the writing in the sub, particularly Joseph Joestar's lines, um, because he is an American, is just it's so funny. It is it really so is. funny. It really is. And when you get to part three, there's another character who is like um, an American who. It's so funny to listen to. It's it's an American who like hates Japan, and it's so great to hear the the asynchronies of just like, God damn you, Japan, you dirty people! Like it's like the the delivery of it is hilarious. It's hilarious every time they introduce these words. So um, when we talk about the the dub versus sub real quick, because we'll get this out of the way before we just cap it. Like um, the English dub does a good job. The Jonathan of like introducing like the foppish nature of, I said Jonathan again, Joseph, uh, because English Joseph is like very much up here and does very strange, like high-pitched English foppy things as he uh, goes about it, but- um, Even though he can bench press like a fucking mountain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Whereas the, the Japanese voice actor brings that like really great deep resonance to it again of the performance and is so fucking cool so um oh god the art style still vibrant it's absolutely gorgeous the main thing i want to talk about i think the thing that'll set us off in the right direction is joseph joestar versus jonathan joestar who's the better joe joe who's the better joe star how are they similar and different and i think it's all set up in the classic anime trope one of my favorites of like making my way downtown that's as fast da, 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 da. and then a th bunch of thugs approach <laughs> you you give me your money kid give me your money lady i'm gonna beat the crap out of you don't give me your money hey don't worry sugar this guy's a fucking creep listen buster you don't want to mess with me I'm why don't i want to mess good. with you i'm 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 about five feet taller than you i know i'm 16 but look i'm, I'm as wide as a truck so listen buster we don't want no trouble well, you're gonna get trouble! <laughs> and it's my favorite. It's my favorite because it 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 is a classic for um anime and and manga protagonists as they uh, come through with the um 
God, how do you describe it? Just uh, the complete massacre of the other side. The complete. Yeah, it is always just like this, these poor idiots never know what they're getting into. And you just yeah. like, we as an audience know like, okay, these guys are about to get their dicks kicked in. But mm-hmm. like, they don't know that. And we just get like this wonderful treat of watching muggers just eating their own teeth. Yeah, <laughs> in an absolutely. Alleyway. But so speaking of like it being muggers eating their own teeth or criminals, that's how it is in part one. And part two is, I guess I'll just say it now. It's the rare thing where normally I hate comparing stuff where it's like, um, inevitably you talk about the problems in two things. It's so hard to say something's objectively better than another thing, but there's nothing I like more in Phantom Blood than I do in Battle Tendencies. Everything is just heightened. It's so freaking good. Everything is amazing. And just shows artistic growth on every conceivable level. Because Phantom Blood, how you uh, get to know that Jonathan is a, uh, you know, badass, is he's walking down the street, and a group of thugs come up to him, and they say, Hey there, Mr. Jonathan Joestar, I was gonna slice your fucking dick off and give you a double circumcision, we will. And, uh... Like, oh, I'd really rather you didn't do that. I'm actually on my way to go meet a, a potion master. Hey, fuck you, the only thing I like in life is violence, and so fuck you and your potion master, fuck your family, fuck your dog, fuck your girlfriend, fuck your face, we're gonna fucking kill you. Oh, well, I'd hate to inform you that I'm actually quite capable in combat, and I'd have to- Oh, boom! Oh, and it's been caught in the air, and the dude is fucking gets his face caved in by Jonathan as the uh, dirty-ass sneak attack. is It's like literally a perfect mirror of what Joseph then does, because um, as the thugs attack Jonathan, he just wipes the shit out of them. But the beginning of fucking battle tendencies is totally different. Mm-hmm. What, what happens in it? These cops, they ain't muggers. So basically, yeah. like, the first thing you see is that these cops are harassing people on the street. They're, they're basically mugging people, but they're doing it with their badges. And they look grotesque. Yeah, they're, they're fucking so gross. hideous. Yeah. And, and like, what are they doing specifically? Are they... Oh, right. So yeah, you're sm- introduced to, Smokey. like, Smokey. Smokey yeah, yeah. is, like, a secondary character that, like, in the beginning kind of, like, follows JoJo around. But, like, he pickpockets JoJo, runs down an alleyway, and then he gets stopped by these cops. Yeah, and the cops are just like, "Hey, kid, we're gonna, we're gonna. What are you doing with that wallet, Buck?" And he's just like, "Yeah, I, okay, you caught me. I'm gonna put it down now." And he's just like, "Well, we're gonna break your head into the ground anyway, cause we're just awful." And Smokey's yeah, like, no, oh, I mean, no. they're, they're, yeah, he, he just immediately is a supplicant. God, there's a huge ant here. God, die, die. This is not relevant to the episode. It's just the ants in my house have evolved from small bows to gigantoids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Smokey's there. He completely supplicates to the cops, and uh, they, I think they, like, threaten his life, too. They're like... They pretty much just tell him, like, we could kill you here, and, like, no one will care. And Smokey's like, please don't. And they're like, actually, I think we fucking will. <laughs> yeah. I think. In fact, yeah, you know, Charlie... I think I'm getting a bit of a fucking boner, the idea of killing this little black kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. And, like, it's so gross. Yeah. But then fucking Joseph comes in. Or Joseph comes in. <laughs> you, you go ahead. Because you this is your com- first time with Battle Tendencies, and this is my millions, so please He comes go. in. He comes in and he's like, actually, I gave that wallet to that boy as a gift. So there's no crime being committed here, officers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you just did you just say a sentence to a pissed off police officer? That sounds like it's it, 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 it's warning the death penalty. You tall English fuck. And, he's <laughs> and like, actually, I'm a New Yorker, and I'm gonna kick your ass now. Because <laughs> he is well, he does have a British accent in the dub because oh, he still he? is like coming from Britain. Because the idea is that like oh, he was Granny. I think Erina is his. Yeah, Erina. Um, Jonathan. Yeah, so like he Jonathan's he's an immigrant. Bay. Yeah. She's so beautiful. I love her. She is so beautiful. So Jonathan says, um, hey, I'll break your fucking finger if you touch this kid. Oh, yeah. That's the main thing. So yeah. that's the main thing. Go ahead. Go, go, go. Oh, my I'm God. So you. he's just like, I will break your finger. And like, um, he like plays out this long list of things that he's going to do to these police officers if they do not concede. And they're just like, yeah, fucking whatever. We're going to still beat the shit out of this kid. And then we're going to fight you. And he has like, what, like a bottle of soda or something? He at does. The time? He has like yeah. bottle, two bottles of soda, if I remember correctly. And suddenly, like Hamon, which is this this energy that Jonathan Joe Starr learned in Phantom Blood, courses through and he, 
boom, the corks pop off these bottles. and like, As the cops have their guns drawn. Yeah, and fucking like break their fingers with the corks. Like yes! exactly as Jonathan played it. And then like they're like writhing in pain. And Jonathan's like, uh, he's like, oh. the next thing you're going to say is, ow, my fucking finger. How could you? I'm going to punch you in the face. Ow, my fucking finger. How could you? I'm going to punch you in the face. And then they look at each other like, oh, oh, oh we did just say that thing you said we'd say. And like, oh, God. It's so good. It is so good. And it's pretty relevant right now that, yeah. like, the initial thing is just cops being like, hey, let's murder this fucking black kid in the alleyway. But thank God that that was way in that the That it past. didn't actually. That was, a, that was 100 years ago. Yeah, that, that couldn't happen today. Oh, man. So diving back into uh, some some JoJo's, uh, jo- Joseph and Smokey hit it off. They become homies. Everything's cool. And Hirohiko does something really intentional here, which he says, um, okay, this is going to be completely, uh, this is going to be a complete inversion of the old JoJo's. And to do that, immediately we're going to introduce a character that's as powerful as Dio. And so... I think it was a character maybe from the old series, but uh, you, you get introduced to this gentleman who was like poking around in like these old Aztec or Mayan ruins in Central America. And it, uh, his, uh, Straits, his yeah. name is Straits. And you find out that he has like adopted the same type of vampiric powers that Joseph had. And, or, geez, that, Dio uh, had. Kill deal. me. Dio. Um, Dio. <laughs> oh, God. I just, I want to. I, I I want everything I say to sound like Dio. Oh my god! So good. We we yeah. can talk. I have something to say about that later in the later in the show. But like, please remind me. Yeah, absolutely, oh absolutely. So um, I know what my favorite moment of probably like the entire series is. But I want. What do you remember of like the lead up for like Joseph and Straits? Like how Straits is introduced? Like what the complication is? The fight it leads to? So the thing is, is that the show actually opens up with Straits and Ario Speedwagon who at this point is like much older, not like the Ario Speedwagon, but like the character, listen to the first, listen to the second episode. Anyway, um, so like it opens up with them going to this Aztec ruin. You're just like, okay, like, right, I remember these people. And then like Straits just fucking caps everyone else in the temple, just like out of fucking nowhere. He's just like, and the Speedwagon's on the ground like, ow, why did you do that? And he's just like, because... I was jealous of Dio and his power, and he was careless in using it. And so I've taken the time to study <laughs> the mask and the powers of vampirism. And now I'm going to use it to kill you, Mr. Speedwagon. And, <laughs> and Speedwagon Speedwagon's is just, just like... Oh. <laughs> He's just lying there bleeding, being like, uh, all right, I, I, that was a pretty elaborate explanation, so right. thanks. And, and, then, <laughs> and then like the audience is just like, well... Glad things haven't fucking changed. Glad things are just always bad for Ario Speedwagon. Yeah, poor dude. But, um, and I think you get your first, right away when you're in the temple, your first visage of, like, the villains to come. Right? Yes, the Pillar Men. The Pillar Men. Which, these, oh, they're yeah. nasty. Yeah, they are these, um, I guess just, you, you would describe them as huge, uh, like muscular but like demigod looking men encased in stone that whose bodies like, are like contorted in impossible impossible like, ways yeah i mean which it goes beyond even the typical like jojo's pose yeah it's like truly like like anatomically say, like, incorrect <laughs> yeah and it, it does a great job of bringing home like it's not a vile type of like oh god it's so gross no, it's, it's beautiful. like beautiful like a twisted godly beauty where you yeah. begin to understand like oh holy shit and i think that on the wall if i'm remembering uh the big stone mask was like the the key to the villainy in the um initial series yeah and don't you see like a there were like like hundred tw- of them there were like fucking 50 yeah. on this wall and so you're just like oh shit there's way this isn't an isolated case like dio wasn't yeah. the first and he's definitely not going to be the last so great heightening of it yeah, because you're you just fu- like immediately fuck. Yeah, because you're like, okay, this the stakes are are super huge now, um, and so Straits has literally like Dio's powers because he has the mask on, the guy them. who was like the huge antagonist, and this is the point right now where I'm gonna say, if you want to watch JoJo's battle tendencies, pause this episode, come back once you've finished the first, I'd say even like two episodes, because we need, I need to talk about my favorite moment of the fucking show, 
which is the initiation of JoJo versus Straits at the end of Act One. Yeah, so, it'll literally take like an hour. Just like, yeah. just do it. We're in COVID. So, like, what else are you doing? And it'll feel so good when you see it. So that said, moving ahead. When you get to the end of episode one, you only know, and you've already seen a little foreshadowing of like, okay, well, Joseph's maybe a bit of a trickster, but it's very unusual in anime to have any type of protagonist that just like doesn't fight nice. And you're still anticipating, okay, well, he's going to be like Jonathan. Jonathan, who he fought because he was good and he's good because he fought and he won because he was a good guy fighting and he fought because he would win because he's good. It was very, it's a very circular, just like shonen circle of strength. Except there. it ended abruptly. Yeah. And that and yeah. that's what that's what really kind of sets audiences off balance for like what the show's going to be. Absolutely. So right as Straits has like just ganked a ton of people in New York and he's revealed like that he's actually a fucking shit guy. <laughs> a shit guy. Yeah, like, actually guy. instead of being a good guy, I'm a shit guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so um Jojo goes to make his initial move. Oh my fucking God. I think and I know what you're talking about. It, this is my favorite moment. <laughs> it, one of my favorite moments in anime, period. Yeah. Because he he goes to like make his initial move and he's there and I think Smokey's there and it's Straits inside this store. This window's blown out with glass and Straits is like, ah, yes, Jojo, make your move. And he goes, absolutely. You know, I, I will fight with my heart. And you see his hand go behind him and it is like... It was like a dream, because when I'm seeing it happening, I'm like, this can't be happening. As he brings out a full automatic Tommy gun. And just... For like a minute straight, just open fires at this place that still has people inside. The only reason he didn't hit them is because they ducked. Yes. Yes, exactly. And that's such a big part is that he did like, not what? magically aim around them. Nope. They got the fuck down. He sprayed and they, prayed, baby. That yes, was it. And so he pumps, he pumps straights full of lead. And this introduction to a character is incredibly strong. Like anybody who's writing or creating anything, this is a textbook thing of like, you see him taking out like the crooked cops at the beginning. You see him like taking out somebody with a Tommy gun immediately. I can't think of a better encapsulation of just who is this character. But hang it's on, so good. it gets better. It does. And, and can, can <laughs> I can I just take this yeah, next moment? you take it. Go, go. So like he lights up straights, like fills him yeah. with so many holes, destroys parts of his body. But Straits is a vampire, so guess mm -hmm. fucking what? He starts getting back up and pulling himself back together again. And Smokey's like tugging on JoJo's sleeve and just like, JoJo, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? And JoJo's like, uh, oh, and, he, and Smokey's like, you, you have to have some sort of like secret weapon, right? And, John, <laughs> and Joseph's like, actually, I do. And Smokey's like, well, what is it? And Joseph goes, take a look at his legs. And he's like, okay. And so like it pans over to his legs and they're like, okay. And he's like, if you can see, they're full of holes. He's repairing himself, but they're still relatively weak. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. And Smokey's like, I, I, okay. And only so he's now like, am I like, yes. Now, okay, go ahead. take a look at my legs. And he like slaps his thigh. And he's like, <laughs> as you can see, my legs are in excellent shape. <laughs> and that moves on to my super secret special strategy. And Smokey's like, what is it? And he's like, my super secret skill is to get the fuck out of here. And he just turns and runs away. He bolts, he bolts out of he there. He rabbits. Oh my and God. And you're just like, <laughs> like that's, I think that for me was the moment where I was like, that's who this guy is. When he yeah. was like, Jonathan, Jonathan would have stayed there and fist fought this vampire. Yeah. He would have yeah. beaten this vampire into the ground, even if he couldn't win. Joseph was like, nah, I think I'm good. And he just runs away. Oh my God. It's so epic. It's so amazing. Oh. And so like the fight, I don't know if it continues then or if they meet again the next they, night. They or like, meet again later that night. Later that night. Cause like straight like, hunts him down. Him. Yeah. And uh, Jojo is preparing all his bullshit, although he is genuinely hoping that it's like, that's it. I just never want to see this guy again. Right. Fuck it. I don't he's care if he like, kills New York. He's like, I'm not. I'm not this is not my yeah. problem. But so when Straits tracks him down, and also for anybody who uh, watches it and sees that there are a few uh, asynchronicities, asynchronicities in like what we're saying and that maybe we're wrong about some stuff. Just, just cut us a break, guys. It's been a, like a little bit since we've seen an episode. But, or, um, or leave us a review uh, yes. telling us your complaints. And but if you could also top, do that, we'll you could also get... leave your phone number and your home address. Oh, my God. 
hell? <laughs> so we can run over and give you a and nice just little like, like. We'll have a little little tete a tete, a, a talk, <laughs> oh if you will. Yeah, okay. Yes, but make sure that that review so it is at the top of the list. It needs to have the most stars, which is five stars on Apple or Spotify or Google. Any hoozle. <laughs> um, you go back to seeing. Um, fucking uh straights and jojo and how the the battle it's like all sorts of just like tricky dickety schmickety moves it's really not um, much of a fight that's the no. thing with jojo's with with joseph as opposed to jonathan it's not really a fight it's like one right. or two moves it's all about the planning for the moves yes and so his next plan is unbelievably genius because th this is what listen i grew up on long island this is like a typical thing you do on the street oh, yeah. where like yeah, so you come across a vampire okay. in a bar, yeah. right? And so like you, you, you or, or a deli or a bodega, or whatever. You, yeah, and there's sure. a fucking vampire there. You've just shot it up with your Tommy gun, like As you, you do, do on the As island you do. in the city. A typical New York City, uh, just street combat. And uh, you, you toss a grenade at a person yep. to light him up. Because even a vampire, you know, it's a grenade. You toss a grenade. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Wait, are we talking uh, the, stick or are we talking frag? Oh, we're talking frag. We're talking yeah, frag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus Christ, what am well, I? Yeah, some type yeah, yeah. of New Jerseyan? No. <laughs> um, so anyway, you toss the frag grenade, and of course the vampire is going to bat the grenade out of the way. Yeah, let But him here's bat. the secret street trick that you got to know that we all do down Hit me here, with it. Is that when he goes to bat the one grenade away, it reveals that the force of the grenade that's being batted away is actually pulling the pins of 40 additional grenades that you've managed to sneak onto his back with some bubble gum. <laughs> and it pulls all the pins of the grenades that you've stuck to this guy that he hasn't noticed and then all of them blow up and you kill the vampire well that's <laughs> you know that's that's like your typical run in with a vampire it's like there typical. are other methods but like that's our go-to it's the go-to i mean it's tried and true it never fails i mean like seriously it's it's it can't be easier to stick the 40 grenades <laughs> on the back of the vampire so that actually happens and it's the sickest thing i've seen in my life <laughs> and i love it and immediately um the first series um it was bizarre in its way you know it was it was wacky dacky especially the way people talk to each other and behaved everything about this really brings home that it is a bizarre adventure. well it is so performative everything yeah. is performative for sure for but like sure. they don't know it's performative that's just how they how they interact with each other yeah and so i guess at at this point i think that is a, a great encapsulation of like who Joseph is. And as we go out to this, the um, rest of the series, it basically breaks down to Joseph versus the Pillar Men. versus the Pillar Men, because the, the Pillar Men who wind up being these people encased in stone. Can, can we say what their names are? But like say them like they would say them? Of course you got to. Yeah, yeah, and this is the thing. Again, watch the show, but if not, just listen to us and whatever. It's so fun to see anyway, and this is why you got to watch it in Japanese, because uh, you, uh, okay, you, you give one of the Pillar Men, I'll give another, you give the third. Okay, so the yeah. first one uh, you meet is uh, San Viento. <gasps> yes, yes. Oh, yep, you're right, you're right. There were four in total. There I totally were four forgot in about total. So San Viento um, is the first one you meet. Uh, I don't know if it's the next one you meet, but then you meet a ACDC. And that one's my favorite. Love ACDC. Then there's yeah. Wamu. <laughs> Good old Wamu. And the last is Cars. And so classic rock bands here. You have Santana for, I think that's Carlos Santana, right? Uh, um, San Viento? Oh, yeah, yeah, the San Viento is, like, translated as Santana, I think it Might is be. how that goes. Because for, for anybody who doesn't know, the, the classic thing in JoJo is that, like, Ario Speedwagon, all of these things, they're rock names. And so the other Pillar Men are literally, like, Wham, Cars, and ACDC. Right. But, oh but the thing God, is, dude. like, they have such goofy names, but they're, like, they're, they're crazy, man. Like, these, these so, so the Pillar Men are essentially, like, the ancestors of what you might know as vampires yeah they're but they're like their powers on an entirely different scale totally different. like like yeah. ridiculous um and so like at first you laugh at these names and then you're like oh these guys are actually terrifying um yeah i just god and so it's joseph against these pillar men and they're so so scary so 
Um, other other characters you meet here, the 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 other big vein of this going through, because like God, I'd love to recount literally like every second of this, because the series is so strong. But like Jonathan pretty immediately realizes like, oh, he can't really fucking fight these guys like one on one. Right. Everything that Jonathan did, he just was able to beat the shit out of it. Right. But he Joseph... was just able to kind of yeah. He, I think, physically beats zero enemies. He, or like, so he, he, he overpowers very few. Yeah, he has to rely on his cunning. He has to yeah. rely on planning because his enemies are on such a different level of strength. You yeah. know, it, it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And, and like, even the, like the, his enemies know that. Yeah. They're just like yeah. we're gonna we're gonna eviscerate you, and Joseph's like, "Oh, are you?" And then they look at each other and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we're gonna yeah. kill you." And he's like, oh, uh, "Yeah, you you probably are." <laughs> to get like, okay, let's run down like some of the things the Pillar Man can do. So they, if they touch you, you're fucking dead. They no they absorb what. you just yeah. by touching, like glancing yes. into you. That part of your body that touched them is now gone. Yep. Oh yeah, that's and when, yeah, yeah. To clarify what you mean, like glancing, as in like glancing, like a glancing blow, or like if you're walking through. At one point, one of them walks like through the space where another dude is, and is just so powerful walking through it, just eviscerates and absorbs. It cuts him in half, and that part yeah. of his body is just gone now. In part of now in this vampire's body mass. Yes, I think this this one is like way gorier than the previous one. Well, it's the body is. horror is the body horror is strong. It's, it's almost real, like like because they can also twist themselves in impossible ways. So like San Viento, the introduction you get is like he's in a testing chamber that's like this airtight thing, or it's I guess it's technically not airtight, but it's like supposed to be secure. And he looks up, he looks around, and he sees an air vent that is two inches wide. Oh, God. It's Two so gross. Inches. Yikes. They specifically say, and he takes a running start and dives into this air vent, twisting himself into like basically like you would fold a paper airplane. Yeah. And I think the key is that it is folding. It's not like their bodies are like a puddle that just like sucks through like flubber. It really is they like cracking just, and folding. Yeah. Like, like their bones are yeah. cracking and and yeah. moving and then he like goes through the ducks and goes through someone's mouth into their uh, body and expands yeah. and just like bleh, just like bursts this guy like a water balloon yeah. and so like that's your introduction to what the pillar men can do and they're hyper intelligent they all have specific powers that go even beyond that yep yeah and they're all so fucking busted. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that remind me of like powers I would make up for like my little like OCs in my head of just like, oh, and like, what if I was this character and like my own little story and I was like this and I have a uh, power where like I can shoot like air out of my head that melts anything and no one can defend against it, yep. <laughs> which is one of the powers that the pillar men have. And it, it really is insurmountable. It's insurmountable, the, the power that they have if you're looking to uh, do it one-on-one. -on -one. Yep. You cannot, which is why Joseph is the man for the hour, the guy who can find the way to take them out because they're still vulnerable to sunlight, I think it's one of the things. And they're uh, arrogant. Because they are kind of, yeah, and arrogant, absolutely, because they, uh, jo JoJo's first encounter with them, he's set to die, and he basically uses his uh, swift talk ability. Oh, my God. Uh, Jojo's a bard. He's a bard in this. Yeah, Joseph is 100% a bard. Yeah, yeah. And Jonathan is a paladin, and this Jojo's definitely a bard. And I think yeah. the third Jojo's a barbarian. We're talking D&D yeah. uh, here, <laughs> folks, but any of you know what we're talking about, you're going to be like, that's accurate. If you also know Jojo's, then if not, this maybe this bit's for nobody. <laughs> but, it, we're really enjoying it. We are totally about it. And, you know, if we're not making this for us, who are we making it for? You know, we got to love it. Um, but uh, JoJo gets fucking destroyed by, like, Wamu. And his, like, little, like, secret in the hole. I remember my dad used to tell me about these. And he had one. Um, my dad, who's coincidentally another uh, delicious moron from Long Island. Self-described, <laughs> self-described. Self <laughs> um, uh, there were these clacker toys, which were, like, clacking metal balls. Oh, yeah. And... 
yeah, you like swing them up and down and they clack up and they clack down and you make a little like clack circle. And so many kids like lost an eye or broke a finger for these things because they were like murderous, like just like swinging metal they, around. They were, like, uh, there's like a specific damage. weapon that is based off of those things. I think they're called yes. bolos or something. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And bolos are normally used to like shot and shoot it out and then bind somebody's legs right. because it uses like the centrifugal force to like swing around right. and bind. But like these things are pretty Just real. kids, if you want to look that real. up, you can order them on Amazon, I'm pretty sure. If that's you something totally you can. want to support. Yes. Uh huh. facts. So <laughs> um Joseph, remind me, how does he beg them for his life? I'm for... So what he does is, so JoJo's gotten his ass whooped. And like at this point, we're like, okay, these pillar men are pretty smart. Like they haven't fallen for all of his tricks. And JoJo's like broken on the ground and Wamu is about to finish him. And he's just like, boy, yeah, you definitely got me beat. Um, although it's kind of weird that you would finish off someone who was the first person to ever wound you <gasps> before they got a chance to improve themselves. Nani? And Wamu's like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and Joseph's like, yeah, you know, like, It'd just be kind of weird for a warrior to finish someone who's entirely defenseless after being the first one to ever hurt them. It just seems like kind of a waste, you know? It just doesn't seem like you, yeah, Wamu. Just, just like it, it wouldn't be like bad. It'd just be a little disappointing, you know. <gasps> but but you do I, what you have to I'll do. Die. And Wamu's yeah. like looking at him and he's like Alright, well are can you get stronger? <laughs> like like, like, are you able to do that? And Joseph was just like, mm, I don't know, maybe. Like, if I had, like, I don't know, a month or so, yeah, I could theoretically get stronger. But what's the point? I mean, you're going to kill me right now, right? <laughs> and Mom like, was just oh. like, mm. and he's looking at, he's, like, getting red in the face. Like, start, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like Goku and Dragon Ball Evolution, like, yeah, getting sweaty. Yeah, Joseph's like, no, actually, yeah, no, I could definitely definitely kill all of you guys yeah in like, a month, like but probably like, without even breaking a sweat but it's not a month it's now yeah so i just gotta live with you it. know <laughs> wish in one hand and shit in the other right <laughs> i've never heard that expression before that's because i'm a that's because i'm a country boy <laughs> all right well so anyway uh lord wamu he 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 senses that it's fast talk you know he gets it but he's also intrigued right he's just and so yeah the, yeah so the deal he makes is he takes out a ring and he's like, yeah, uh, okay, so uh, this is my little uh, special binding heart ring. I'm just going <laughs> to, and he just puts his arm <laughs> inside of JoJo's chest, and he puts this, like, little ring on it. And he goes, uh, yeah, this is just one of the things that us stone vampires can do. It's, just, you know, a classic stone vampire thing where I just reach into your body, put a, uh, uh, a ring around your aorta that'll explode and kill you in uh, 30 days if you don't kill us to remove that thing. Um, yeah, he's like, I have the antidote in the ring that is in my ear. Oh, I think it's his nose. It's his nose what? ring. ACDCs is in his nose. Oh, I don't right. know if they all both. have. <laughs> this is so weird. They're, they all have. And, yeah, you know, it's the traditional stone vampire thing where we all have a face and ear piercings that contain a small bit of antidote for the rings we put around your aortas and ventricles in order to stop you from killing us in case you need to get stronger. It's like, right. But the, but the weirdest part is, is like, so Wamu does this thing and you're like, oh, that's bad. And then ECDC comes over and is like, hey, let me get in on this. And then he pulls yeah. out his ring and puts it around <laughs> Joseph's windpipe. You're right. You're totally right. And it's just right. like, ah, now you have to be both of us and joseph's like i just wanted to go to sleep <laughs> and i think i don't think cars gets in on it isn't it just the two no because they're just like cars do you want to get in on this and cars are just like no <laughs> remember we have a job to do yeah yeah, which is so fitting because Cars is, I think he's like Lord Cars. Like even amongst the Pillar Men, he's like. He's like the, the Vader of, of the Pillar Men, mm. you know? He's very much yeah, like yeah. serious. He doesn't give a shit about playing around. He doesn't have these personality flaws that these other two Pillar Men have, which is what makes him much more formidable. The, what you find out even further, because Hal, Hal's almost at the end, but um, he's like the Joseph of the Pillar Men. Yeah, he's he is where... Joseph's match in regards to cunning. Yeah. Yes, where he's like, I'm not, because he uses uh, Wamu's um, sense of like 
being a honorable like warrior spirit against him does a similar thing with like with ecdc um, he uses like his intelligence his own intelligence against him being like yes you think you're so so much smarter than me that you get careless yes absolutely god oh this show's so good and it's all encapsulated in battle tendencies oh. like what are the tendencies that these people have in terms of fighting how can they be exploited mm -hmm. it's so exciting and brilliant so like going forward um jojo realizes like huh i guess i'm fucked <laughs> because he doesn't he was he was bullshitting He's, he doesn't have a teacher he doesn't know how to get stronger right. and so he goes and meets um a name that might be familiar to us in a totally new name so go go ahead and describe his battle buddies right so he just meets the pillar men right and he meets uh someone named caesar who is the grandson of Bar baron baron von zeppeli uh, 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 uh anyway the will will zeppeli, will zeppeli. his name was will yeah, i don't know why i thought baron uh will zeppeli was the magician guy sort of, that helped teach Jonathan Joestar how to use Hamon. And uh, Zeppeli is Caesar's grandfather. And so Caesar, like, has this beef against Jojo because he's like, your grandpa got my grandpa killed, and I can't yeah. abide that. And it's, like, totally different vibes, too. Also, with, I like, made Southern, this... but he's very Italian. Sorry, just so oh, you yeah. guys know. Very, uh, oh, and his uh, accent in the English dub is a very interesting. Oh, is it? <laughs> like, it's a super, it's super weird. Um, I, th this was kind of still the era in anime where people weren't exactly, like, doing a lot of accent work. Yeah. But um, he, the way you described uh, old Zeppeli as a magician is so fascinating to me because, like, he totally is. He's like, 100%. In, in part one, he comes across as, like, flippity-doo, flippity-doo. A new battle style you will learn from me <laughs> like it's like a weird archetype that you just don't really see yeah. for good reason because it sucks yeah. but um uh caesar zeppeli is just like actually i come from a long long lineage of many masters of the hamon craft and it's like a serious thing right um and joseph's and... just like yeah fucking whatever like get yeah. over yourself and they have a brief like pasta battle in the restaurant and <laughs> like, that, that's literal a it's a pasta battle yeah yeah um and he eventually meets the best fucking character of this mm. part or one of the best characters the characters are really good but she's pretty and we yeah, like we her. her um what are your feelings on his teacher lisa lisa oh my god lisa lisa so oh you meet lisa and you know what the first thing she does she is in a gondola and she's acting like she's some sort of gondolier who's going to take them across an island to meet this coach. And the first thing she does is stand up off the boat, walk on water, kick up the oar, and smack Joseph in the head with this oar. Yes. And Joseph's just kind of like, ow, why would you do that? And so, and she takes off her mask. She's like, actually, I'm Lisa Lisa, and I'll be your coach. And if you have anything to say about it, you can kiss my ass and joseph's just like i might actually try to do that but first i'm gonna fight you and she's just yes. like okay good luck and she just so, whoops his ass yeah and teacher lisa lisa leads them through like oh my god nothing like a good training montage uh, yeah but like, like it was it, a, it wasn't just a montage like it was a real like you saw progress oh for sure for sure it's not just like a, a thing where it's not like dragon ball evolution yeah for real. <laughs> where there's prepared to eat there. dirt Prepare to eat dirt. Time to lose. This is going to be a massacre. The, <laughs> um, the first rule of fighting is there are no win rules. the fight. Like oh oh yes okay God, kill me. <laughs> um, okay, so I have a quote from Hirohiko Araki here, uh, describing his kind of revelation because the woman in part one, she doesn't suck as much as every other woman of the time, uh, you know, when it came out, but she still kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, in terms she of she gets like, better though in season two. She does, she does, but Lisa Lisa represents this huge artistic change for Iraqi. So here's the quote. Um, in addition to functioning as someone's master, people also weren't used to seeing a woman fight. Common sense dictates that the physically stronger would win. But I realize that if you add supernatural abilities into the mix, a woman can fight on even footing with a strong male opponent. Uh, in other words, if the battle's between those with supernatural powers, physical appearance has nothing to do with strength. The ripple is Lisa Lisa's supernatural ability. The ideas of looks being irrelevant in supernatural abilities is what leads to the introduction of stands when I wrote part three. Oh. Yeah. And so, 
again, like you get the sense that Hamon is kind of not long for this world in this because even though Jojo fights with Hamon, which again to recap is like light is like light karate, like sunlight karate, where he charges it with his energy. But even here, like when people fight with uh, the Hamon, Caesar fights with fucking bubbles, which are so cool that he charges with yeah. them. Yeah, and um. Oh my god, and he like he charges them so they're hard, and he like beats the shit out of JoJo with that bubble stream. Like, but the thing is, is the so way he cool. explains it is like I keep a uh, thin layer of soap on my person at all <laughs> times, and you're just like, okay, yeah, he's always always lubed up and ready to always. go. So, but I think that this is like the brilliant thing because you see that even when they're fighting with Hamon here, it's never just like lightning, lightning. I have more light in my fist than you do. They just do cool stuff, and so that's why it gets kind of abandoned in part three, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is fucking cool, uh, and it's a cool development because Lisa Lisa is amazing, and she's so cool, and she's super hot and great, and like she's still not perfect. Like I would still have liked to have seen her do even more in the series, but like Hirohiko actually does improve, unlike say the uh, women in. Like I'll, I'll instead of saying Dragon Ball Z, I'll say One Piece. Like the women in One Piece are there's some amazing fighters in there, some of the strongest characters, but they always get the short end of the stick mm-hmm. and always have whack body designs. Right. But in uh, Hirohiko's work, they become super cool, super amazing, especially when you get to Jolene, who's the first Lady JoJo. Oh, and that's is, five, part five, right? I think that's part six. Part six. Um, yeah. So she's coming next. Um. So anyway, to kind of push forward here, um, next weird thing we get to, I think that we got to talk about is the Nazis, the fucking Nazis in this show. So here's a weird thing. Um, When we meet the first Pillar Man, uh, he is encased underground in a huge stone thing. And again, what's effective, because this is what wakes up the Pillar Man, is the fact that this is human egotism and cruelty that wakes them up. Because this is pre-World War II Germany, where things are building up again. And you, one of the other main characters of this series is Stroheim, who is, again, one of the funnest voice acting performances I've ever seen. But he's also like a captain of Nazis. And they awaken the first Stone Man. It's dark, but it's history by, by like, juicing a ton of prisoners and just pouring blood out into the chamber. Right? Am I remembering that right? Yeah. So they – that's what they did. Yeah, they, they basically – you know, made smoothies out of these prisoners and then just pumped them into this stone. And then when he came out, they sent in someone who they forced a stone mask on. Mm. So they forced this this prisoner to use a stone mask and become a vampire, and then they let them go in the same room just to see what would happen. Yeah. Yeah, and they're experimenting on people, and it's extremely, it's extremely whack. It's very dark, but it comes in this weird just complication because stroheim who is like the the nazi uh captain here is so he's super evil and i think that what makes it okay in my mind or at least better is that he's evil first and foremost right you understand the nazis not good people right but he's so fun to watch he is um just so unhinged his uh, voice work is second only to like Dio's in terms of just like raw screaming and having fun and mm-hmm. juicing every line for what it's worth. And he is a nationalist first and foremost. He does everything from Mother Germany. He is deranged by his not his uh, nationalism and his fascism. And he, what is complicated is he becomes a character that helps uh, Joseph a lot in the series. Right. And, and that was one of the first things that I felt really weird about uh, when I was yeah. watching this. So, so... Nazis die. Let's just get that out of the way. So, like, the Pillar Man escape, and they just fucking slaughter these Nazis. But the weirdest part about all of this is that, like, these Nazis die, and usually when you watch a show or a movie where Nazis die, you're just kind of like, yeah, fuck them. You know, whatever. They were Nazis. You know, like, the worst of the worst. But Joseph, for some reason, gets emotional over, like the loss of of these lives and and like at first i was just kind of like like oh okay you know the hero's having a moment where he's just like you know regardless of their beliefs they were still human lives but then he goes on to be like you know what they lived by a code of honor and they you know they conducted themselves with pride and i was just like okay this is getting a, a, a little too sympathetic for my taste 
Yeah, and it's it's complicated too because even though he is like a British, like American type person, um, in this like at the same time, America did some terrible things during World War II. Yeah, and I'm not just talking about like the war crimes we committed against like uh, Japanese soldiers or committing what is in against my mind, our I think, own one of the greatest Japanese cruelties. citizens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we set up our own concentration camps. Yep. There were. Okay, less less lethal. They were less lethal. So, like, I mean, what do you want me to say here? It's like we had concentration camps, and not only that, but like there were Nazi rallies in Madison Square Garden of American like Nazis who were supporting the cause of like the racist Aryan like Brotherhood. We turned away boats and boats and boats of Jewish refugees, sent them back to die. And so, in that case, like, I guess I I think I almost maybe prefer that like it isn't ignoring history. You know, like Joseph clearly isn't super educated on like why this is bad. He's appreciative of their nationalism and that they're fighting for what they believe in. Um, and he gets that they're evil too, but like it's it's a complicated thing. Well, I guess I also at the it... time, this was at the beginning of the Nazi party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it wasn't was. like, I mean, it wasn't like few years right in the middle of World War II. This was before World War II was even really happening. Yes. And so... what I'll say, because you haven't seen the series, but like the ending for these Nazi characters, they make it clear that like it leads to their deaths. They die for what they believe in, but still what wrong. they believe in is evil and wrong. Right. And they, there is a cap that I think makes it a little better um, in the epilogue to the series. But um, let me let me just ask you this then. Do you think it glorifies Nazism? You know, I think, no, I, I don't necessarily think it glorifies Nazism, but it it doesn't necessarily paint it out as like an outright evil. Um, mm. So like at one point, so Stroheim is fighting cars, right? And they're yeah. fighting and, you know, JoJo's is known to have a lot of like lighting changes, color changes that, that really like, especially in battle, will just suddenly mm. happen. Well, at one point, like, Stroheim heiled. He was talking about mm -hmm. German engineering, and he heiled. And the lighting blocked out his hand and most of his arm, but you could tell what he was doing yeah. as he was ranting. And so for me, it was just like, I'm not entirely sure why, if you're going to do it, then do it. But yeah. if you're not going to do it, then why put it in? If you're going to shy away from it, like why why put that in? And, and that's what yeah. makes the message kind of confusing for me. Like there's no, at least at the point of the series that I'm in, there was no like, hey, this guy is not someone that you should sympathize with or, or try to understand at least in terms of his cause. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, obviously we want to sympathize with like Human everybody. life, yeah. Like every life, but um, – I, I think that, like, uh, it, it strikes me as a product of its time in that, like, this came out when you're looking at, like, Wolfenstein being a really big, like, uh, uh, like some of the first video games, I, I think, is, like, those. when this was written. Did you play those? Um, I, I've, I played uh, the Wolfenstein, The New Order, but, like, it, 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 it is of the similar vein of, like, oh, hey, look at these, like, crazy Nazis with their, like, insane occult, like, technology thing. And it's the joy of killing Nazis, but there's still this sense of just, like, um, one, one of the memes that comes out of the English dub is, German engineering is the best in the world! Yeah, 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 Which yeah. is, like, uh, how, how he sounds in the English dub. He sounds like an Arnold Schwarzenegger getting his, like, nipples electrocuted. <laughs> um... But so yeah, I guess I I don't I don't think it glorifies it, but like clearly if it was written today, it would be like mad cool if it was one of these like uh, oppressed citizens that like fought against the Nazis as well, and then fought like maybe for what they were proud of in their like motherland or, or their sense of community solidarity. There would be some better stuff, and I I bet that if he could do it again, he'd do it differently. Like, sure, sure. And and that being said, I still love the show. I still love the series. But that is why we're here. That's what the podcast is for. So, Pax, I wanted to ask you, now that we've had, like, a good discussion about battle tendencies and now we talked about, like, what it's all about for us, would you think that you would recommend it to your friends, your family, your enemies? What do you think? 
Oh, yeah. So this is the first JoJo where I can wholeheartedly recommend to watch the entire thing because it's split. Um, You know, I, I've talked to some people who liked our episode on JoJo's part one and who are like, but should I watch it or should I skip to part two? You can. You can skip to part two. But at the same time, um, part one is nine episodes long and it's paced so quickly that, I mean, these days, especially a lot of people have some free time with COVID. I just blast through it. It's fine. And it's it's pretty good. It really is. And the, the art direction is especially amazing, just like it is here. Um, but part two is definitely something I could say. No matter who you are, what type of fan you are, unless gore is a straight no-no for you, um, unless uh, you are triggered by any of the subject material we've talked about, you know, that's a no. But like, otherwise, any anime fan, this thing slaps. It's so fun. And like, you haven't even gotten to the best part yet, Al. <laughs> so what about you? Would you recommend it? I absolutely would. And I actually do recommend it, um, you oh. know, to my friends. And, and if there's like anyone who asks me like, yo, I want to start watching anime. Like, what should I watch? I'm like, you know what? Definitely start with JoJo's just because yeah. it it is like if you can get hooked on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, pretty much no anime is going to turn you off afterwards. I mean, absolutely. unless it's, like you said, offensive to you um to your particular sensitivities um then then i i would absolutely recommend especially battle tendencies because it's just so it's such a wild ride every time you think you know what is going on uh joseph joestar is just like oh you may have outsmarted me but i outsmarted your outsmarting and like that's that's like the whole show and i just love that uh i think my favorite part so far is any one of joseph's outbursts Anytime he switches yeah. from Japanese, from the actual, you know, spoken language to English in a Japanese dialect. Oh, no! Oh, no! Nice, nice! Very nice, Shizachan! Oh, no! Any other, like, broad things that you're thinking about? Um that were like really slapped because I feel like there's so much we're brushing. We haven't even mentioned the soundtrack yet. You know, I really love the intro theme. I mm. really love the intro theme. Like there, I've watched few, I've watched through it a few times before the episodes. Usually I just skip it, but like the intro actually kind of slaps. Absolutely. I love the pillar man theme too. I think that's Ooh, the one that really gets me. There's yeah. kind of like the looping distorted vocals. The first one was really heavy on strings and it was epic, but like, this is where you see like Hirohiko's love of like all music coming through. Well, it's like it, it, you know, I actually have a playlist um, of like JoJo's music on Spotify, uh, really? of like in anime tunes uh, with a uh, what's his name Friedrich Habetler. Um, if you look him up on um, Spotify, you'll be able to find the Pillar Man theme like in pure audio, like without oh. any sort of distortion or anything. Oh, it's nice. tight. If you DM, it's, you know, that's some great stuff to bring for sure. to some of this JoJo's What about you, Pax? What's your favorite part? My least favorite part is almost definitely um, the, the Nazi stuff, not great, um, but you don't really see anything like it in the future, and it doesn't rise to the level of, like, huge glorification for me, so it's weird. I don't love it, but my least favorite part is actually that Lisa Lisa doesn't get even more screen time or more fighting, because after she has some of her, like, initial stuff, it's great, and you get to see that he's starting to play with the idea of, like, Oh, like it's actually boring to just have people do a physical slug off. But um, my my favorite thing about this show, I think, is that it demonstrates hugely. I can't believe how much he improves from his previous series to this, and the balls that it takes to have a super successful series and to say, "Okay, everyone's basically dead now. New guy who looks pretty similar but acts totally different." It's it was a huge choice for that, and everything is better. Like all the character motivations make sense. They all have an internal life and internal monologues and things. Everything is so flavorful. And the thing that caps it all off is my favorite moment is in the next episode that you're about to watch, because there is a huge unexpected cataclysmic uh, death. I'll just say it. It's a fucking death that goes on. Oh, sure. And every other, I think twice it happens in uh, part one. One of my least favorite cliches is, and you see it in, in like American movies, The Matrix, like everything, um, the like 90 second death monologues. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm on my last legs, but I have just enough time to wrap up all the loose ends and confess that secretly I love you. Oh, oh my God, what is she, was she going to say? I love you. We'll never know. Like just whatever it is, my least favorite thing. But this character death is unexpected 
out of left field. I will not say who it is, but it happens immediately. Immediately. Damn. And there's no fucking force ghost that comes back to say like, oh, it's me, the unfinished business. You can do it. You can believe in yourself. It's just an immediate thing like how death is in real life all too often in which it, the person's gone and you didn't know that they were going to go and it's unanticipated and there is no last monologue. Oh, and it's so beautiful. And I think that that is like the bravest choice that really caps up to me because you then see that in part three and part four and part five, the kind of like sudden willingness to incorporate death. Um, and I just love it. I think that it is such a brave choice and one of the most difficult things to make as a creator, to trust that your story has carried it up to enough time where someone's tale being cut short both feels dramatically fulfilling but also narratively devastating mm -hmm. in a way where the you get the melancholy of what their life could have been and it's translated really well. And JoJo's does that. So that's definitely my favorite part about this. So. Watch Battle Tendencies. Yeah. Watch it because it's better than part one in every way and better than so many other animes in every way. For it has sure. freaking everything. It's hilarious. The comedic timing's amazing. The color's unbelievable. One of the best soundtracks in anime ever. This is why ba Battle Tendencies is why people fall in love with JoJo's. Absolutely. It really is. It really, it really is. is. So everyone, uh, for next week, we're talking about, we're throwing around a few ideas, but uh, Pax and I just wanted to like toss it out to you and ask you what your thoughts were. So Pax, what were the two things that we were playing with? So we have two uh, episodes here in the pipeline that we're looking for feedback on. Uh, everybody, would you like to see an episode on Pokemon and the original Pokemon uh, anime and where things have come uh, since then? Or an episode on legendary series Hunter x Hunter? For those of you in the know, the, the, the Dorkasauruses say it's actually pronounced Hunter Hunter, not Hunter X Hunter. <laughs> so, uh, so depending on where you're at in your love for it, uh, either Pokemon or Hunter Hunter. So let us know what you want to see because that'll determine what we do next. And we have some really special academically inclined uh, pursuits and little bits that you're going to love. I am so excited for what we have in the pipeline now. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So everyone... That's where we're going to leave it today. So thank you all so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or review us on your favorite podcasting app. It really does make a difference, and every review counts. We'll make sure to give you a shout-out on the air to show our appreciation. All right. I'm Hal. And I'm Pax. And, and we're, we're the, the Brotakus! Bro <laughs> See you next week, guys. Have a good one. See, see y'all. Bye. <laughs> JoJo! Oh my god! <laughs>